Okay, so welcome back to Cloud Conversations. This is episode 66. I am your host, Harvey Banks. And of course, I need a favor. If you're on Instagram, please give us a follow at Cloud Conversations Pod. While you're over there, go ahead and follow my personal Instagram page as well, at Just a Kid from KY. I think I'm going to start posting there more. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or you've already said Alexa, play cloud conversations because that works now. A, just know that I appreciate that. B, go ahead and leave a five-star rating, leave a review, share this with a friend, let these tech companies know that this is the type of content that you like to consume on a Tuesday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're going to listen to it. Now, on today's episode, we're going to start with my favorite segment. We're going to go into Kendrick a little bit. And then, fellas, stick around, because I'm going to tell you the real reason that your woman won't let you have other women. But first, I'm going to start with these jams. It's Cloud Conversations. I'm Harvey Banks. Let's get this thing started. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them the truth. I hope you find some paradise. Tell them. Tell them the truth. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them your. I've been going through something. 1,855 days. I've been going through something. Be afraid. What is a bitch in a miniskirt? A man in his feelings with bitterness. What is a woman that really hurt? A demon you're better off killing her. What is a relative making repetitive narratives on how you did it first? That is a predator in reverse. All of your presidents he with thirst. What is a neighborhood reputable? That is a snitch on a pedestal. What is a house with a better view? A family broken in variables. What is a rapper with jewelry? A way that I show my maturity. What if I call on security? That mean I'm calling on God for purity. When they got me a therapist, I can debate all my theories and sharing it well. Consolidate all my comparisons, humble enough because time was imperative. Whoa, started to feel like it's only one answer to everything. I don't know where it is. Whoa, popping the bottle with clarity. Whoa, okay, so let's hit the ground running with my favorite segment. Shit, I don't care about, but I probably should. I'm gonna keep it pretty simple for you guys today. It's politics. Politics, politics, politics. You know, I believe that politics single handedly is to blame for a lot of the problems that we have in this country. And when I speak a country, I mean like, I really mean Americans. And when I say that, I really mean your neighbors, your community, your friends, your family, any of the tensions that now exist that don't seem like they used to exist, I think can be blamed on politics. And let me go into it and let me explain this a little bit further and as to kind of why I'm feeling this way. So a terrible, terrible thing happened yesterday or maybe it was Sunday. I don't remember, but I I don't want to go into I'm not going to go into the details of what happened in Buffalo because it's terrible. And the way that my emotions are set up, I will be talking about it for an hour and probably crying by the end of this episode. And I don't want to do that today, but I do want to share something that like happened this morning and. I already shared it with someone today and just because it was kind of wild and it's like a good representation of kind of where we're at with the times and like politics and news cycles and how things work or how they're trying to make things work. I don't know. But this morning I cycled through my news, you know, 
like I always do in the morning, first thing in the morning. I just like to get up and kind of Congratulations. see what's going on. You played yourself. Um, I won't name the network just because that's not really that important at this point, just because it's all divisive. <laughs> so um, actually, I will, because I know a lot of people are going to like assume I'm talking about Fox News or something like that. And it was actually CNN. So like this is this was the conversation on CNN. So I get to CNN and they've got video showing of outside of that store where that terrible thing happened and like the apprehension of that idiot that was responsible for that terrible thing. But it's like silent video and they have a panel on and I shit you not. The host asked one of the panelists. What's the best way for the Democrats to use this to have a better chance at winning the primaries. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. I shit you not. A tragedy where people lost their lives. The conversation while the video is rolling in the side screen is how can we win an election or how can we use this to get what we want out of it? And it was... It was how casual that like this question was asked. And even the panelist is like, yeah, yeah. So I thought about this. What? You thought about that? They asked you to be on to talk about the tragedy. And you thought about how your party can use this. And then it's just as bad over on the other side. Because they've been saying some reckless stuff that I'm not even really going to repeat because I don't know. I just don't like sharing two evils on my podcast. Right. And it was just bad, man. It's just nasty. I don't think this is how. I'm not sure this is how like this two party system was intended to work out. Because I came on here mm, probably about a month and a half ago at this point. It was with the Supreme Court justice vote. And like that was weird to me too. And I was like, hey, y'all don't find it weird that like no matter what, you just gonna vote with your party, whether it makes sense or it don't. And like again, I ain't gonna get too political and I don't really get too political. I don't like politics, but I will point out to you what I mean when I say I don't like politics, I don't like to talk about politics, and I don't care about politics because this system is wild. And you can't convince me that it's working for the greater good. And I'm going to leave it at that. So the people that was affected by that really bad thing that happened. Just know. I'm thinking about you and y'all and your loved ones and nothing else. Simple as that. Prayers to everybody involved and nothing else. Because that's how you become good humans. Empathy. Not strategy. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. So I really don't know how to uh, transition into, you know, Kendrick Lamar dropping an album off of what we were just talking about. So we're just going to kind of hard transition like and we're here now. Um, If you've been under a rock and you missed it, that man showed up. Kendrick Lamar came back with another album and 
I want to talk about it for a minute, but I want to have a nuanced conversation. And I know for like social media world, that's very difficult, if not impossible to do. But see, we're in this space. And in this space, it's all about nuance, right? So I am not going to stay on this for too long, but I do ask that you pay attention to what I'm trying to say and don't fall off at one or two points because you need to see the whole picture to kind of understand what it is I'm trying to convey here. First things first, I'm going to make a statement that people that know me and know my history with rap and music and just how much I care about the music, they're going to find this kind of shocking, probably. But I am ready to say that Kendrick Lamar is not only the best rapper alive, but I believe he is the best technical rapper that has ever walked earth. And what I mean by technical rapper, I mean like the skill of rap, the art of rap, the sport of it, just rapping. I don't think anyone has ever done that better than him or had more of a skill at that than he does. Where it becomes nuanced is just rapping ain't enough. It's never been enough for what it's worth. Like this isn't a new school, old school conversation. This is a, yeah, it's never quite been enough. And The interesting thing with Kendrick is he's shown the other side of what I'm talking about here. So there's rapping and then there's making songs and making a song has so many more ingredients in it than just I'm going to bar you up. Right. So if I go back to section 80, there's songs on there that are just great songs that to this day I go back and I listen to like they're on that anytime playlist. I get to good kid, mad city. And there's like eight songs on good kid, mad city. That is also still on my anytime playlist. All of to pimp a butterfly is on my anytime playlist. Cause I believe that's like fighting with, That's fighting for second all time on, you know, my greatest albums list Um, where Kendrick kind of lost me. didn't lose me because there's still always been this admiration for his talent and his brilliant mind was damn for me. And for me personally, damn was my least favorite Kendrick project. And how let me explain how I gauge music projects. Right. First of all, I listen all the way through. Every time, every album that I'm interested in listening to every any artist that I support. Right. And I do this multiple times. But upon first listen. I always come up with like three songs, maybe two that like I Instantly, usually know this goes to the anytime playlist because this song is great. On Damn, I believe that happened maybe twice. I think it was once and then 
Jesse convinced me to add, convinced me recently to add a second one that I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, no, that that one did that one went. But I don't go back to damn that much. I listened to it. I thought it's better than what most people can do, but I don't know if it's the best that Kendrick can do. And eh, it, again, it was just a personal thing. I was just like, ah, it, it is what it is. I didn't go back. I didn't stop on tracks and replay them over and over. On to Pimp a Butterfly, I could barely get past track two. Before I listened to the whole thing, I had listened to track two four times. And like to me, that's what I mean when I say you just kind of know when you hear it and it can go to the anytime playlist. On his new album, upon first listen, there was one song and it was the one with Blast that I was like, okay, this one right here is a feel good song that, that can go on the anytime playlist. And it also might actually be popping out here this summer. We'll look, we'll see a couple months from now, but I think that record has potential to actually get Kendrick on the radio, which I know he doesn't care about, but like, he's just not there that much, but that would be cool. I think the last one was like the Rihanna record from damn. It got quite a bit of radio play, but this, this one gives me those type of vibes. Other than that, I thought everything that I listened to was technically phenomenal, right? As in, like, he's he's the greatest rapper alive. And so, like, his rap skill is insane. Also, his tone control is crazy. I did think that he picked better music this time. I didn't like the sonics of Damn, like, just how it sounded. I really, really enjoyed the sonics of this one. I think it's because it was, like, a blend of perhaps damn good kid mad city and to pimp a butterfly like all of those elements was in it so it sonically sounded good to me but again kind of like damn there was very few records that i was like yo this goes on the anytime playlist and i need to hear this again that's not a knock right because again we're having a nuanced conversation will it probably go down and be the number one album of the year a hundred percent Will he get a Grammy? Probably. I'm not saying he made any kind of bad music. I'm just saying it's kind of nuanced. And when I say it's nuanced, stay with me. Remember what I said? Stay with me. Here's what I'm saying. As someone that takes the music as serious as I do, I want to perhaps give you another perspective of listening to this when you listen to Kendrick. Because there's going to be young kids out there. And when I say young, I mean like 25 and under. Who's going to say the album just don't slap. There's just no, it just doesn't slap like that. Like these kids like to hear songs that they're going to remember and they're going to play. It's going to remind them of this and they're going to dance to. Kendrick's not really that. That's just not what he does. What I am saying is. We can't just assume that these kids are idiots and wrong. Some things, yes, they're idiots and young and dumb. But I think there's something to be said to what they are saying about this being mid. And what that thing is, is I didn't really go back to that much of it. And I am not that dude. Again, I consider myself a historian. 
an appreciator of great talent. And I was like, hey, bro. That was good. That was cool. I don't know if I need to hear it again, but that was great. Now, I will say this. When it comes to concepts, uh, nobody does that like Kendrick does that. Just that's just that. Nobody can do a concept album like Kendrick can. And he touched on a lot of really, really great topics. Cancel culture was one. Uh, also, pretty much called us all hypocrites. And he's right, especially when it comes to canceling what we do listen to, what we don't listen to, what we do support, what we won't support no more. All of these things is kind of you know weird. And he called that out. He also kind of addressed that, you know, he's going to therapy, which is great. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. And clearly the message in here was we need to heal ourselves. Um, One of the records that did stand out to me, though, was I believe it was called Auntie Diaries. Basically, he's rapping from the perspective of when he was a child, seeing his aunt transition into a man. And that part of the story was was very vulnerable. And I think that was dope because it's a story that's like we all have experience with this now at this point or most of us do. But nobody kind of really knows how to address it or bring it up or even tell them that, hey, I see you. And so I thought it was interesting that Kendrick chose this way to tell his aunt, hey, I see you. But the story in the second half of that song about Demetrius becoming Marianne, which is his cousin transitioning to a woman and like people not really effing with it. And the pastor kind of shitting on him. That's a story that's like heartbreaking to me because especially in the black community, there's little to no understanding of gay, gay. I don't even want to say rights. Cause like, when I say gay rights, it makes me feel like we're we're trying to give them something special. Really, all they want is just to be treated like humans. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. We don't talk about these issues enough, especially in the black community. And then like when we do talk about it, it's just jokes. And that's including myself. But I could only think about like at the time what it meant for his cousin to hear this song of just him saying, hey, I see you. I also see your struggle and then not even just his cousin like trans people everywhere just being like oh someone's seen us and then I would imagine that like if I had a trans cousin or like a trans auntie I would have shared with this song with them I would have sent them this and been like I don't know I just think that that's a great way to open up this conversation and the lines of communication between like family and trans people and just the black community in whole as a whole and he did a great job of that and so like that was a, a real standout moment for me and then um there was one more i can't remember now and i'm gonna be mad unbiased opinion on the project of what i heard and it was interesting to me that like as much excitement as it was for it to come out it came and like it kind of died kind of quickly if you think about it like how some of these things tend to last like i don't know if it was marketing or what but like when donda dropped it lasted for a little while because the music was just so great and think about how many songs everybody could just run back to on that one project i'm not trying to compare it to anything like that i'm just 
saying impact wise. Um, but shout out to Kendrick, man. Like I said, I think his mission might be a little bit bigger than an album. And I'm just glad that like I exist in, in this space in this time now that we get to appreciate that. Uh, I know what y'all are waiting for, and I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to end on this because I ain't going to keep you too long. But uh, I had a conversation with a friend, and I definitely ain't going to put him on blast because this shit is so funny and so real. (laughs) But basically, he was like, he's been with his, I don't think they're married yet. But he's been with his girl for like seven years, right? And the funny thing is this. Early on in their relationship, they had a threesome with like, they, they had multiple threesomes with like different women. Like they weren't doing this shit all the time or anything like that. But like this was something that happened and it just stopped, right? And so I believe three years ago is what he said to me. He actually like cheated on her and she found out it was bad. They had a long conversation afterwards, though, and he was kind of just trying to explain himself like. I do love you and I want to be with you forever, but like. Everything that I do for you and like all the ways that I show my love and my support for you. The fact that you like all it took was like me having sex with someone I don't even care about. To change the way I'm doing air quotes right now, because that's how it was explained to me to change the way you feel about me or that you see me kind of bothered him. And so, like, the interesting thing about it was he explained it to me like she was kind of not open to the she was listening to him and she she understood what he was saying. But like she still felt the way that she felt. And the problem was he was too pussy to ask for pussy. Essentially, I don't mean to be, you know, but like, that's just what it was. What he is wanting is he is wanting the freedoms and abilities to, if he connects with someone else, like on a sexual level, to be able to express himself that way and it not, it not be the end of this thing that he loves because again, it's just an act to him and You probably won't agree, and most people don't agree with this stuff, but you got to keep an open mind because you don't know how this relationship came to be. So, like, if in the beginning of this relationship, they was having fun, casual sex with, like, other women as well, and which she was a part of, they understood and she understood then that, like, this is just a casual act. This is a fun thing that we did. So, like, in his mind, he still sees it this way. And he knows that there is some part of her that does understand the concept of what he is trying to express to her. That sex and love is different. And that's what he's trying to express to her. But, like, she's just not having it. And that's her right. And that's completely fine. She's in the majority. Like, I explained that part to him. But he doesn't understand why. Like why it's not okay now and like why if he's trying to be honest about his intentions, why it's a hard no. And uh, let me just tell you, fellas, let me tell you the truth about this, right? This is the absolute truth about why your woman 
doesn't let you have other women. It ain't even the sex, bruh. Sometimes it ain't even jealousy. The reason your woman doesn't let you have sex with other women on the side is because she can't trust that you're not going to embarrass her. That's what it is. Not for every woman, but the majority of women just don't have faith that you're not going to embarrass them. It's as simple as that. And it's that way because so many men cheat and they cheat down. <laughs> A lot of times when, when men cheat on women, bro, she's less mad that you had sex with someone and more mad when she finds out who it is and realizes you embarrassed her. That's what it is. Hate to be the one to tell you. No, I don't have advice on convincing your woman to let you sleep with other women. But I did think I could lend some clarity as to why it's usually a hard no. It's because you can't be trusted. You can't be trusted not to embarrass her. Simple as that. Now for $49.99, I've got the perfect thing for you to say I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's the end. That's all I got for you today. Um, I hope that helps my friend. He, I know he's, as soon as he hears this, he's going to call me. But I don't think she listens to the podcast, so we good money. If you're on Instagram, I know you are. Everybody's on Instagram. Follow me. Follow the show. Like I said, like, subscribe, all of those things. You're going to be hearing a lot of me coming up in the next 45 days-ish because I'm really I'm really on a run to 100, right? I'm really on a run to 100. So sit back and get used to it. Hit that subscribe button. It's Cloud Conversations. Let's go.